everyone. Welcome to the Grabs Podcast, where we share firsthand stories of real-world rescues. I'm Grant, and today I've got Jay Clegg with me from Spotsylvania County Fire in Virginia. Uh, welcome, Jay. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? So, Jay, tell us about what department you're on and tell us a little bit about it. Uh, so, I work in Spotsylvania County, Virginia. Um, it's located about halfway between the uh, city of Richmond and Washington, D.C. Uh, we have 11 stations. Um, we have about 200 uh, field personnel, staff, 11 medic units, see nine engines and three trucks with two heavy rescues cross staffed. Nice. What, so who's normally responsible for search within your department? Uh, typically, it depends on arrival. Uh, most of the time, it's the truck or the rescue that does the search. And what are they staffed with, personnel-wise? Uh, so minimum staffing is three. Uh, occasionally, if we're heavy, there'll be four uh, riding on it. And the way they, the way you guys do search there, you're searching without a line. I'm, I'm taking it. Uh, is it oriented split search can search? What's, what's that look like? Uh, it is done without a hose line It's typically oriented. Um, and if, uh, staffing allows, we do, we could do a split search. All right, cool. And what do you guys normally get on a residential box alarm? Uh, typically it's four engines, uh, specialty, uh, two medic units, battalion chief, and EMS supervisor. Cool. Uh, so you, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and your experience? Uh, so I've been working in Spotsylvania for a little over 60 years now. Um, currently, I'm a lieutenant. Uh, at the time of this incident, I was a firefighter. Um, I've been in the fire service for, let's see, 14 years. I started when I was 16. Um, Currently, still actively volunteer uh, in my hometown. Nice. So let's talk about May 18th, 2018. Uh, tell us about that call. Uh, so at um, about 1.15 in the morning, uh, dispatch advised that there was a residential structure fire with a person trapped um, while we were responding. Uh, we were advised by dispatch that a victim was trapped upstairs uh, in the Bravo quadrant, or excuse me, in the Alpha quadrant, uh, and he could be heard screaming for help. Uh, the fire was reported by a neighbor across the street. Um, let's see, we were dispatched at 1.15 uh, in the morning. Uh, units uh, responded at 1.21, uh, the first engine arrived on scene to find two-story uh, residential structure with significant fire throughout the second floor. Um, I was driving the first and ladder truck. Uh, we pulled in right behind the engine. Uh, they pulled past the residence. Uh, we had side alpha. Um, as soon as we got there, uh, I got out of the driver's seat, uh, went to the back, pulled a 28, went through that to the window while my officer uh, made an evaluation of whether they could make the interior stairwell or not. Um, they were unable to due to fire conditions. Uh, prior to us getting there, the police tried to make entry, and they left the front door open, so things were rocking and rolling pretty good uh, when we got there. 
Um, I threw a second ladder right next to the 28, a 16 foot straight ladder. Um, at that point, uh, my officer and backstep firefighter went up, uh, made the room and located the victim sitting on the bed. Uh, he was sitting up, um, fire had broken through the bedroom door. So they weren't able to isolate real well. They were able to push a dresser in front of the door to try to block the, the uh, flow path a little bit. Um, but so we got on scene at 121. At 125, uh, the victim was coming down the ladder. So three minutes and 17 seconds after arriving on scene, we had the guy coming out of the window. Um, to the medic unit. 10 minutes after us getting there, the victim was already en route to the hospital. So we made things happen pretty quick. Uh, the first in engine pulled a line, made the push up the stairwell to kind of protect um, the room. His bedroom was right off the stairs to the left. Uh, so they were able to knock the fire back a little bit for him as they were making the grab. Nice. Can you speak to what the, uh, you, you mentioned fire had broke through that room uh, to the, to the conditions smoke wise in that room when they entered and how difficult it was to locate him? Um, at the time they entered, uh, when they broke the window out, they had a good little push of smoke. Um, but I think it cleared up relatively uh, well once they put the dresser um, in front of the door. Uh, the backstep firefighter said that he had pretty good visibility. He could see the guy sitting on the bed, sitting up looking at him. Um, the, the occupant was unable to really assist due to being paralyzed from the waist down. You talked about uh, paralyzed from the waist down. That was a pre-existing condition type thing? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, it was pre-existing. All right. Um, and so was he combative at all with any of the smoke inhalation? Uh, no, I don't believe he was. All right. So how did they get him over to the window then? And uh, what was that window left like? Uh, so they pretty much just scooped him up. Um, so the backstep firefighter from the ladder truck went in and then our medic unit dressed out and the driver of the medic unit went up uh, into the room with him and our officer was on the ladder to receive him. So they pretty much grabbed him up, uh, carried him probably a couple feet to the window um, they were able to lift him up over the windowsill and bring him down the ladder. Did he come out then feet first under the ladder or head first? Or how, what would that, would that look like? Uh, I believe he came out feet first. All right. And then it was kind of just a traditional uh, slide him down the ladder. Like we've seen. Uh, yeah, there was since uh, had two ladders side by side, there was uh, one person on each ladder able to bring him down. Cool. And, you know, that brings up a good point. I saw pictures online of this and uh, so often when we teach uh, ladders and stuff we got one guy up on a ladder and how fair is that to to throw a two or 250 pound victim out onto the ladder it takes two people to get him into the window and then we got one guy trying to bring him around the ladder and uh, yeah, oftentimes, be... oftentimes you got people just standing around uh rooting them on at the bottom I, I love i love that just get a second ladder up uh, to do that so uh the other thing that you brought up, which was just awesome, is uh, the isolation. And you mentioned that the door had burned away. So quick thinking of those crews to throw the dresser in. I know uh, sometimes we practice uh, taking doors off of hinges if you've got like a closet door or something that you can put over that. Uh, but that was some great thinking to, to provide some extra shielding. Right. 
time-wise, this is something that we're finding. The more grabs podcasts we do, you said it was like three minutes and 15 seconds from arrival to the victim coming out. And I think that's right. such an important, uh, important point. How long did it seem as you guys were going through this? Did it seem quick or did time kind of slow down and allow you to think through everything? Um, I mean, things happen pretty, pretty fast. Uh, but thinking back at it, it seems like it took a lot longer than it actually did. Um, I guess that's just because time slowed down and adrenaline was kind of rolling. Well, cool. Any, any other takeaways of this or did it, did it kind of change culture or confirm culture within your department after this grab? Um, so we were, so that was probably one of the biggest rescues, uh, that we had made, um, just because of the crew unity, uh, everybody working together. Um, the initial arriving engine was initially going to do, uh, go up and do the search, but because we arrived there right behind them, we were able to perform our truck duties and they were able to pull a line and uh, start putting water on the fire. Um, that's pretty much it. Every, everybody worked great together. Um, yeah. Uh, last thing I want to bring up is, um, you said the truck or the rescue is the one usually doing the search. It sounded like you hopped off the rig with a pretty good plan. You getting ladders to them assessing how they're going to make entry. Can you talk about your crew, uh, the game plan, if you get assigned search, what that, what that looks like and what your tool packages consist of? Yeah. So uh, luckily we had pretty good dispatch information going to this call. Um, we were advised uh, where the victim was in the alpha quadrant. So as soon as we pulled up, I knew where the ladders had to go uh, based on looking at the building. Um, and fortunately, his room was the only room uh, not involved uh, on the second floor uh, because he had his door shut. Um, so we were able to put things together pretty quick. What kind of, so you're throwing ladders. What, what kind of tools was the officer in the back step taking? Uh, so, uh, I threw ladders, uh, the officer took a halligan bar and the backstep guy grabbed a hook, uh, and the officer had a thermal imager. Cool. 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 Anything else that, uh, you want to mention or takeaways from this that might be good for the listeners? Um, not that I can think of. Um, luckily we were pretty, we had just recently done some training and whatnot. So everything kind of came together, uh, based off the training. Well, very cool. Jay, I appreciate you taking the time to share the story. And if you're listening, if you're on scene of a structure fire with a rescue or assist with a dead or alive civilian, help us capture our wins and specific details to improve our rescue and search across the nation. We ask you to fill out one survey per victim at www.firefighterrescuesurvey.com. Also, you can join the Facebook group Firefighter Rescue Survey where hundreds of rescues are being recorded monthly. If you'd like to share your story in the Grabs uh, podcast, contact me, Grant Schwalbe, uh, Justin McWilliams, or Nick Ledeen. And uh, until next time, we appreciate you listening.